Hey church, welcome to Beyond Sunday. We are in the third week of the Anatomy of Love series. And uh, with me is uh, our esteemed pastor, uh, Billy Reader. Welcome. Hey, Chris. How it's good to be here. I'm doing great. Hi, everybody in Beyond Sunday land. We're so happy that you joined us today. It's uh, it's a great topic, man. We really had a lot of fun putting this one together. It was good. You did a great job. Um, you had me the whole message except for when you got into, uh, what's that show? The Spock and what was the name of that show? Star Trek. Star Trek. I'm, I mean, I'm with you. Like if you go Star Wars, I'm with you. If you go Lord of the Rings, I'm definitely with you. You go Star Trek, Trek, I'm out. Okay, you're not a true nerd. I'm All not right. a true you're nerd. Not, you're I'm not out. in the club. That's too so. far. That's way too far. So other than yeah. that, I, yeah. I was tracking with what you were putting down. Um, I wanted to start with, with where you left off in your sermon um, as you were talking about our topic of love. And you, you, you went into how God, he, didn't have to, he doesn't have to love us. He's not forced to love us. It's not an obligation. He chose to love us. And what that communicates to us is how much we're wanted and how valuable each and every one of us are. And, and I just appreciate how you opened up about your own personal life um, in your relationship with your father and maybe some, some wounding that you have and how it's, it's been, it's hard for you sometimes to receive, fully receive God's agape love. And, and I relate to that. Um, you know, my mom, you know, lived life in certain ways that made it uh, at times I feel like I'm not wanted, you know, because of yeah. things that happened in the past and it's still, it'll creep up on me in, in, in different moments. And, um, so I really relate to that. And, um, and, and the words, um, that you spoke to everyone that we're speaking to everyone listening to this right now. Um, if you're in a community group or you're listening it, you're driving to work and you're listening to this, um, by yourself, whatever, um, God has chosen you. God has chosen you because you're, you're wanted, you're valuable, you're worthy. And if you don't have anyone in your life that's reminding you of that, we're reminding you of that right now um, because it's such a core truth of what it means to be a Christian. And so um, thank you for just opening up that dialogue. I think, it's, I, think, I think we can't hear that enough as believers. I agree, Chris. It's a fundamental part of our faith, but oftentimes we need to revisit the fundamentals. And voluntary love is agape love. Mm-hmm. God volunteers. He's, he's not under any type of obligation, even within himself, he's not obligated to love us. And I think that salvation and the love of Jesus takes on a whole other dimension when you sit with that reality, that objective truth, and you allow that to just, again, wash over your soul uh, it, it makes the times where you do mess up or mm-hmm. you feel unloved or unwanted or unlovable, uh, it cancels that out. Mm-hmm. It sure does. It's it a sure beautiful does. truth. Yeah. You, um, I, I have a question for you um, based on one of the things you referenced. Is you referenced in your sermon three types of love that are mentioned in the Bible. The Bible is more precise about love, and it actually gives you us three different categories yeah. Um, in, in this weekend, you talked about agape love and you really unpacked that. What are, the, what are the two other types of love that the Bible speaks of? Yes, the other two words for love that we find in the Greek uh, in the New Testament are uh, uh, phileo. Mm-hmm. Phileo love would be friendship love or brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia, the city in, in Pennsylvania, the city of brotherly love is mm-hmm. sort of named from you know the Bible. And so it's a love where you would have sisters or brothers. It's a friendship, and it's a very powerful form of love, but it's actually very different than agape. So that would be our second 
type of love in, in Scripture. And then the third type would be eros, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Greek word that essentially means erotic type of love or mm-hmm. romantic love. It's mm-hmm. that physical attraction. Uh, it's that um, sort of magnetism that happens between mm-hmm. uh, people when maybe they first meet uh, and then well on you know, mm-hmm. into their relationship, their marriage. So, so what's interesting is we experience uh, all three types of love and even in a marriage, a Christian marriage, mm-hmm. all three types exist. Uh, but what's fascinating is that whenever we read about the love of God, again, English is just one word, it's sloppy, but it's all we got. It's always agape. It's mm-hmm. never the other two. Interesting. That's really cool. I never thought about that as God's love towards us is always agape. Always, mm-hmm. always, that always makes, agape. That, but that makes sense based off those definitions. So which of the three kinds of love do you have for me? <laughs> um, agape? I have two of the three. Phileo? Yeah. I'll leave it up to you good, to which good. two. That's, that's the correct answer. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, let's move on. Um, so I also like that you referenced the Trinity because the, the, I think the um, – the, the doctrine of the Trinity is a misunderstood doctrine or people don't even really know what it is and why it is and why it's important to our theology. And I think it's important because of the concept of love. I think it, it helps us understand love better as the essence of God, even before creation and how love can, can exist just in the nature of God. And I didn't prep you for this at all, but you, <laughs> and you didn't get to expand on it, but I know you care a lot about the Trinity. Yes. As we all do. I do. Um, any, any thoughts about that that you didn't share in your sermon around how the Trinity helps us understand love? Well, I, it, it kind of, yes, the, it kind of goes to going back in our time machines before everything was created. If God is love, then you could ask, well, who was he loving mm-hmm. uh, before anything was created? And that's where the doctrine of the Trinity really opens up uh, sort of more of the essence of who God is. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are a community within what we call the Godhead. So God is one person uh, within uh, three—so one essence within three persons. So uh, Father, Son, Spirit, it's a very— um, fascinating and complex construal of this concept of monotheism. Christianity is sort of alone on its own when it comes to the monotheistic faiths, but we we see this uh, idea in Scripture where God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all referred to multiple times in both Testaments as being God. And so we have uh, this very interesting dynamic set before us of there's one God mm-hmm. in three persons. Mm-hmm. And in that, you have then a community where there was loving and mutuality. Uh, another theological word is coherence. Mm-hmm. There is this dynamic that before things were created, God was loving himself. So that he didn't mm-hmm. need something to love because within himself, he was loving. Mm. Boom, dropping knowledge right there. Look at that. You're showing off now. Now you're boastful. Another, well, you're saying it, not me, so uh, it's, not, sure, but, it's, uh, it's not. But, but another word, if, you, but wanna, I am envious, if so. you want to look it up, perichoresis mm. uh, is another theological term that, again, attempts to describe mm-hmm. uh, this dynamic of uh, God in three persons being one. The f- there's limits to our language and actually our understanding mm-hmm. in our human intellect of how this all fits together, but it's absolutely there. And it's a core foundational doctrine of, of Orthodox Christianity. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, one of the things that we weren't able to get to this weekend and you didn't touch on that is in the passage that, that, that you were assigned to preach on um, is the concept of, of love does not envy and love does not boast. You touched on it a little bit, but, yeah. but we didn't really unpack it. 
that much, but I mean, I, they're, they're so relevant to us because these are, these are real things that we all struggle with, that our society struggles with. Um, these are things that differentiate, um, the, the true version of love, the, the Christian version of love, agape love to other forms of love we see in our society. Um, and then you, you, you see it even in scripture. Um, my first thought when I, when I was reading through, when I was thinking about the concept of envy and boastfulness, um, was it, it's kind of a game of comparison when you get into those types of non-love, um, is what you're doing when you're envying or when you're boasting is you're either, you're either jealous, you either see yourself as below someone. And so you're, you're envious. And so you're comparing yourself to them or you see someone as above someone. And so you're boasting Yes, but either way you're right. You're comparing yourself to yes. others, which is positioning your heart to like screw up royally. Like you're, you're preparing yourself to really screw up. That is such a good thought, man. I, I think that's excellent. And I agree with that. And, and kind of to tag on to that, we live in a comparison society with social media. It is yes. easier now to compare ourselves to somebody else's highlights, mm-hmm. somebody else's like, even when they take all the time to, they, mm-hmm. they think that, they, they make us think like this is a spontaneous post, but it's right. like they've been working on it for two hours. Right. Uh, it's so easy to compare my everyday kind of blahness with someone's highlights on uh, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever, social yeah. media outlets, and it's rampant. Yeah. And it makes agape that much more hard. Yeah, it's like poison for our relationships yeah. when we start comparing. And, um, and it, but it's easy to do, and, and we see it even in, even in the disciples struggled with this. James and John, the sons of thunder, you know, they asked Jesus, hey, can we, can we sit on your right-hand side and your left-hand side? And what they're doing is they're jockeying for position in relation to others to try to oh, get ahead, yeah. right? And it, they weren't being, you know, directly envious or, or boastful explicitly, but they were. They're, they're representing that heart. Um, and Jesus, he didn't love that question. Well, they were playing games with each other, mm-hmm. and they were jockeying for position. Uh, you find this actually in so many biblical narratives. You find it in Cain and Abel. You find it in Joseph and his brothers. Mm-hmm. They were jealous of his position with their dad. You find it in Jacob and Esau. It's a human condition to compare, to be jealous, or to be prideful or arrogant towards someone else who's less than you. And we certainly have it today. And our social games may be more complex or complicated mm-hmm. than they were you know, thousands of years ago, mm-hmm. but the, the uh, net result is the same. And boy, Paul does, I think, a very excellent job of, of pulling us out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's just so, these verses, it's so helpful to just sit and meditate on these verses. There's so much there. There's not, there's not that many, especially when you start in verse four with love is patient and you go to seven or eight. You I mean, there, there are four verses, but man, I mean, you can meditate on these all, there's just, and then you have one thought after another in terms of understanding love and, and w- the, the direction that you took with this sermon that, that I really appreciated was instead of these being instructions, which they are on, on how to love, y- you spun it to say, okay, this is a description of God. Yes. The, these words are describing who our God is. Um, which I think I think is a is a great way to position. I think it's even a great evangelistic tool because when I interact with people who um, are exploring, asking questions about Jesus, or are skeptical of Jesus, and they have these these crazy more Old Testament or more you know they grew up in a church with that had a negative experience with, and so they have these impressions of 
who Jesus is. Like this made me want to say to like text some people and say here, like read that this is who our God is. Mm-hmm. Like read First Corinthians thirteen four through eight to get a great representation of who Jesus is. Um, it's a it's a wonderful evangelism tool, and I've never thought of it like that before. Um, usually, I've just seen it as instructions to me of yeah. like, okay, here's how to love, which it is, of well, course. Well, it's ironical that the most sort of talked about attribute of God, God being love, mm-hmm. is also the one that gets the most goofed up in terms of people understanding it, uh, and and they'll take it the wrong way, or they'll you know they'll experience harshness from someone who's supposed to not be, mm-hmm. and then that gets kind of superimposed on the Lord, and and then people just stiff arm God, but when you erase those sort of, I don't know, uh, marks on the chalkboard that shouldn't be there, that is evangelistic Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's making God attractional, but not in you're watering down God and making him attractional. You're you're actually simply just presenting him as he is. And it's so beautiful. I think people want that. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, I do struggle with boasting in the sense that I really struggle with boasting. I struggle with boasting. Um, Like personally? Yeah, because I root for the greatest basketball team that's ever played basketball. Did you see Boogie Cousins make his debut? I watched every minute of that game, on Friday. and I smiled every I, second. Gosh, I hope they— Even I, when he fouled out. It was awesome. I loved it. It's so much fun. <laughs> so I, we have a lot to boast about, right? Yes. At least you can back up your boast with, you know, Yeah, I don't feel guilty top. about that boasting. Good. Good, me either. I'm going to rub it in. Well, thank you for uh, joining us in this episode. Hopefully there's some great things for you to talk about with your community group or uh, others that God has placed in your life. Um, As we continue to unpack these verses, um, we're going to continue on. Pastor Steve Madsen is preaching next weekend, so we're going to sit down and continue this conversation. Hope you have a great week. Talk to you later.